Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. What's going on? It's your boy, CEO Hayes. I want to go ahead right off the bat and welcome you to the Awakened Soul Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, you can go ahead and follow us at Awakened Soul Pod or at the Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. We've got a great show planned for you guys this week. We have Pretty Lit Convos in the building, which is the newest member of the Breaks Media. We're going to go ahead and introduce them to the platform, uh, get you guys familiar with them and what they stand for and what you can expect from their podcast and a great conversation. We also have Sharice Lane, who is in the building to talk about uh, being a young black conservative and uh, how she sees the world of politics, COVID-19. We've got a lot of conversation there, breaking it up, opening it in. I'm really excited to bring you guys this week's episode overall. Um, I want to thank everyone for the support of last week's episode. Last week's episode was crazy, the response that we got. I'm still having conversations about that episode. The day it dropped, like my inbox was just crazy and filled. And I just want to thank you guys for all the continued support that you've been showing me. Um, that episode was a special one. I didn't, I didn't know how it was going to be received or how people would take it um, coming off the bat. But I'm just really glad that overall people really seem to enjoy that episode and it made them think and that's the whole purpose of it we're gonna go ahead and we are going to go ahead and get into our intro music on the other side of that we have pretty lit combos in the building i'll see you guys there the following is a breaks media podcast you are now listening to the best podcast in the world the awakened soul hosted by my daddy Hopping a raven, I bought it as Liddy again. Slide a fifth in the topic and Liddy again. All of my partners is popping, you know that we Liddy again. All of the fours on college, you know that we Liddy again. Yeah, I wanna see the squad. Yeah, I wanna see the rain. Yeah, I wanna see your bitch up in the stars like she going out of space. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we Liddy again. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we did it, we Liddy again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have two first-time guests and two new members of the Breaks Media family. So we have Miss Jasmine and Kanisha from Pretty Look Convos. How are you ladies doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good myself. I'm Jasmine. Hey, I'm doing fine as well, and this is Kanisha. Thanks for having us on. Anytime, anytime. I wanted to a, introduce <laughs> you guys to the base and then also just get to have a conversation and pick you guys' brain a little bit. So this is going to be fun. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time anytime i have a first time guest on i have a surprise icebreaker question i'm not going to tell you which one is which but i'm gonna let you ladies decide do you want to do a or do you want to do the b question all right so b you actually got the easier one b <laughs> is if you were going to be stranded on an island uh because i'm, I'm really big on music if you could only pick Three artists, three art, the category, the, <laughs> I'm 
getting tongue tied. <laughs> the uh, the three artists and all of their discography. Who would it be? You go first. Let me think about this. Okay, so I'm going to say Tony Braxton. Okay. John Legend. And a third one. Mm, I'm gonna say I don't know. The third one I don't know. Oh, you don't even need three. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know the third one. Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm pulling out my phone. Um, I would say Tupac, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Drake, and let me throw a woman in in the mix. Let's just go with Beyonce. Drake, See, Tupac, Tupac, and Beyonce. That is a writing. Yeah, that's a nice variety there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So, I got, I got a, uh, this whole thing so I can kind of pick your guys' brain, get to know you a little bit. So, uh, whoever Wait, wants to go first, how did you guys come to decide the podcast? How did you come up with the name Pretty Lit Convos? All that. Just, just give it to me. <laughs> okay, so I kind of got, okay, so me and Kanisha, we are best friends, and we always talked about doing, like, YouTube. Right. So I decided my face is too round for YouTube, and I'll do YouTube if I lose some weight. <laughs> so then I got really into, like, listening to podcasts. Like, I started listening to Bad Examples, The Read, uh, Horrible Decisions, and I'm just like, bro, I can do this. <laughs> And then, really, I believe Kanisha doesn't remember this, but I swear she said something about you wouldn't do that. You always talk about stuff and you weren't going to do it. So I kind of started a podcast to prove a point. Mm. But this is actually my second podcast. I used to have pretty petty podcasts, but that's another story. (laughs) That that story didn't happen. I remember everything, and I I don't remember that. It definitely happened. (laughs) So, okay. So, how Kanisha got on board is basically she did a YouTube video, but the one she did, she took down. And then I think I made you go with me to record with Trayvon. Right. And you liked it. And then me and my previous um, guest co-host, we just weren't seeing eye to eye. We were having creative differences. So, I was like, you know what? You can do Pretty Petty. I'll start my own other podcast. And then I didn't really want to do like a single person podcast. And then Kanisha decided that YouTube took too much energy. <laughs> so, boom, here we are. Pretty lit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much all of it. <laughs> YouTube is way too much work. Oh, and Pretty Lit. Man, I don't know how people find like these crazy like um, podcast names because picking a name is hard because mm-hmm. literally everything has been chosen already. Like even right. with Pretty Petty Podcast, there's like five other ones. I'm just like, dude. And I want to say that I saw someone with Pretty Lit as well. Like, See, when I was searching, all I saw was Pretty... I, I was searching Pretty Lit Podcast. Or no, I said Pretty Lit Conversations. I didn't see that one. But there is a Pretty Lit. Mm-hmm. But we're Pretty Lit Combos. <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. Like, especially because there are so many podcasts that literally pop up every week now. Like, the names are just... It's almost hard. It's so hard to just come up with an original name nowadays. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those podcasts, some of them don't make it like past four episodes. So that is one thing I did notice. A lot of those like some uh, new upcoming podcasts, they don't have like a lot of episodes mm-hmm. or they stop after like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, so many. They they come and go like I, I think I read something where if you like make it over a year and a half or something, then then, you know, you're going to be around for a while because like legit like pe- and they just drop off the face of the earth. They don't say they're leaving or anything. They just they're just going <laughs> 
Well, I guess that's kind of what happened to Pretty Lit. No, it's not. We're coming. We're we're doing by weekly. I mean, I'm pretty lit. I mean, pretty petty. Oh, you're right. We didn't. No, <laughs> yeah. no, we didn't. We didn't say anything. So, how do you guys like come together, like creatively? Because I I have this podcast, which is a solo one. I also have another one that I do with someone else, and I can honestly say. If I didn't have my own solo joint to where I could just do whatever I want to, I would probably go crazy working with the coast. So how do, how do you guys like balance it uh, creatively between the two of you? Well, to be honest, <laughs> I really just let Jasmine take the lead. <laughs> she makes all the decisions and I just show up to report. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah, and see, she kind of just gives me creative control, so that just works in our favor. We haven't had any issues with recording, which is definitely an issue I've experienced before. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Uh, That's okay. That's that's good. So, like, what is uh, since you have the like the the creative freedom to do what do kind of whatever? Like, are there any Mm -hmm. times where like a topic comes up and then one of you guys are kind of looking at the other, like, oh wait a second, we talking about this for real? I don't think no we actually haven't had that now i'll look at her sideways when she starts telling one of those crazy stories about some shit we did in our past i'm like girl hold on how much how many details you about to give <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> but like we we haven't really experienced anything where somebody was like uncomfortable talking about something that we decided we we're gonna bring on the podcast right. like, we haven't experienced that just yet and she kind of normally just gives me obviously an, a heads up of what we're gonna discuss so i kind of you know, have time to think about what I want to say. So, no, I, I, it hasn't been uncomfortable at all. Yeah, and then, you know, there's been a few episodes where we've been drinking. So, I mean, when we're inebriated, we don't really care. <laughs> you know, really. <laughs> did, did you guys, when you guys first started, did you start, like, the drinking to kind of get over the nerves? Because I'll tell you what, I used to keep a bottle of tequila, like, by the computer every time I started recording because I just needed to get the nerves off. No, it kind of was just, like, I think the only really two episodes I think we were drinking and I think it was we were recording with our friend and we were just all hanging out having a few drinks and that's just how it happened. Yeah (laughs) and when I first started recording I'm not gonna stunt like with my old co-host we were we were nervous as shit. I was like what if this is lame like what if what if if it's gonna be like a lot of of, like um you know dead air and like oh my gosh people are gonna judge the stories because I I know I've lived a kind of a bit of a wild life and you know and actually I wasn't even drinking when we were doing she was I wasn't really drinking like we would probably take a shot but I mean a shot's not gonna do much to me uh but I I, you know I don't even know how I got over that I guess it's just the fact that I had a co-host that was like comforting Mm -hmm. to me yeah to me it's just the first episode we did we never posted it because it was trash nervous and (laughs) and but you know it's really just us talking to each other stuff that we talk about when we're in the house or whatever you know Mm -hmm. so it's just like girl talk so it's, it's not that bad okay okay What's been like the the best feedback you've gotten since you guys started podcasting? And what's been the the biggest critique that kind of made you look like okay, maybe we do need to change a couple of things if you, if you've gotten it? I don't think we've gotten that. No, okay. we haven't really experienced that. People more so they're like, oh my gosh, y'all really did that, or you guys are crazy. I can't believe this. Like we haven't really experienced like negative feed. Well, on this podcast, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, we, they mostly just tell us that. You know, they like our honesty because we kind of tell a lot of details of stuff that we've done. Yeah, nothing's really off topic at all. I I I listen. I know, and I'm just like I listen, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> has uh, either one of your your parents found the podcast yet? Oh no, her grandmother has. Oh. <laughs> but I, my grandmother is kind of like cool, and I don't even think she knows how to really listen. To, she listened to one. She listened she to Traven's for sure. 
Yeah, but she doesn't, my grandmother is cool. She kind of just wants me to live my life and she thinks it's fun that I'm doing something that's like kind of like outside of like my my regular routine, you know, just works. It's, you know, I wouldn't consider like my podcast kind of like a passion project, I guess you could say. It gives me something to do outside of just going to my regular job and this and that. So it's supposed to be fun. So right. she liked that we were doing something outside of that. Okay. See, like, well, it's good you don't have a traumatic story like mine. I, I'm not even going to tell it how my mom found my podcast. We're just going to leave that at that. Um, <laughs> what has what, what has quarantine done for you guys creatively? Has it made stuff better, worse, or whatever? Worse. Yeah, worse. worse. We were better before quarantine. And what's sad is, like, before quarantine, we didn't live together. Okay. And now we live together, so it should be easier. And no. Yeah, I was yeah. literally discussing this with Rachel earlier, and I'm just like, it's kind of been hard to find different things to talk about, or even just feel like actually like recording, mm-hmm. and there's not even really a lot going on in media to talk about. It's just exactly. it's been it's been harder. Yeah. It, it definitely because it doesn't like there's not much going everything is all about COVID-19 it's like you can only talk about that so much and it's like God. I'm sick of COVID-19 like Absolutely. the bitch gotta go <laughs> Absolutely. ruining my life so what what's what's coming up like in the future have you guys thought about like where you ultimately want the podcast to go what goals you have you set any like long-term short-term goals for the podcast or anything like that yet well, yeah, with the, well, for me personally, I would like for the podcast to eventually like grow and we would do it like on YouTube and record. Mm-hmm. I would love to, you know, have different guests come on and like, you know, just chop it up with us. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Um, I agree with all that. And then maybe adding some other stuff to the brand. Like, I don't know. Yeah, for maybe sure. You know, we eventually, uh, I don't know. I feel like pretty other... lit would be cute. Like with like, you know, makeup and stuff. Yeah. We're really we're kind of girly. So we're into stuff like that. Well, that's 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 where hopefully I come in and I can help because we do have a merchandiser and everything that can definitely help you guys with that. So uh, that'll be a conversation we can have off air, but I can definitely, definitely help you guys with that. So that's not an issue at all. Thank you. (laughs) So what um, have you guys thought about like live live events are really big for podcasters now as far as like trying to turn this into uh, a money making thing for them have you guys thought mm-hmm. about live events not necessarily maybe a live podcast but any type of like um, vision board events or anything like that at all have you guys thought about that I'm not even going to stand I have never heard of a vision board event. really but never. someone did ask us to do like a live uh, podcast mm-hmm. at their restaurant uh-huh. we didn't do that well I mean COVID kind of hit yeah. too yeah. I mean that's something we were planning to do in the future right. since we're still working on getting like you know like a bigger audience mm-hmm. exactly that's what I was right. going to say that, you know, we don't really have a huge following following right now to do something like that, but somebody did ask us to do that. So I think that would be, yeah, we would love to do like a live show. I feel like we would more so do like, um, it wouldn't just be us. We would probably do it like joint with like other, maybe local podcasters mm-hmm. or people who are doing stuff in like our area, mm-hmm. but we definitely, we definitely want to get to the point to where we could actually have live shows right now. I don't know if people buy tickets to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right now. Like all that's done right now. <laughs> I actually, I actually would have been in Dallas last weekend had COVID we not been in quarantine for a show. So like, yeah, it's just everything slowed down right now. Right, that makes me so sad. We yeah. were supposed to go to Atlanta. Yeah, I was supposed to be in Hawaii. I was supposed to go to Mexico. Yeah, 
This is this is horrible. <laughs> Vegas and Miami got canceled for me. I'm just okay. I'm done. Oh, Vegas and Miami got canceled. That's bad. Yeah, That's I was scary. trying to do like a. Um, I was gonna go to Vegas for Memorial Day weekend, and then like my birthday is after that, so we're gonna do Miami for that. And both those got canceled. I'm just like, ooh, this is ghetto. And I was supposed to be in Hawaii like what two weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend after, we were going to Atlanta. And then, like she said, to Miami. All that's done. So yeah, it's not like in 2020 is like literally canceled. I'm just Absolutely. like, we can go to 2021 for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's like even even with like the rest of the year playing out, I'm still not gonna try to be trying to be around people. So it's like, yeah, this this year is just a wash for the rest of the year. Well, I'm not gonna say that. I do still have some trips planned later this year. So <laughs> oh, he's right. As soon as they say it's safe to get on a plane, I don't care. I'm, I'll be on it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, I still have Mexico because my best friend is getting married, and then my other friend Ashley, since we couldn't go to Vegas for Memorial Day, she wants to do it for Labor Day. So we'll see what happens with that, but I just don't trust 2021 right now. I mean, sorry, 2020. <laughs> yeah, 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. Um, well, all right. So the last thing that I really have for you guys, if, if for anyone who's like listening to this and this is their first time hearing you guys, and they're gonna check out your podcast. What can they expect from Pretty Lit Conversations? Some ratchet, <laughs> real conversations, and just know I'm 27 now. I don't live that life. The stories you hear are like early 20s. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Like we talk, we want to talk about everything and have open conversations, and we don't want people to feel like they're being judged. I mean, because I mean, shit, you can judge me about. A lot of stuff that I said on any podcast I've been on, to be honest, or if you know me in real life, it's just everybody fucks up, makes mistakes, you know, go from there. And I think we're pretty entertaining. So if you're looking for something fun to listen to, maybe get a good laugh. Tune in. Definitely. My co- one of my coworkers, it's funny, she listens to us and she waits for every Wednesday. <laughs> <She's> like, <"Stop." laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> well, give them your social media so they can follow you and all that good stuff. Each one of you guys, so they can reach out. And then I guess that's it. If you, unless you guys have anything on your mind that you want to ask or say or anything like that. We do have a question, but Uh-oh. first, I am Jasmine. My um my personal Instagram is underscore legs for days, days with a Z. And our podcast is Pretty Lit Combos. And I'm Kanisha again, and my um, personal Instagram is underscore curly K, uh, C-U-R-L-Y-K-A-E. But just to backtrack, what... How did your family find out about your podcast? I'm oh. very interested. I want to know. I, I, know. I was hoping I was going to make it past. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so I have another podcast. It's called uh, Love, Lust, and Badass. So it's a sex and relationships podcast. Oh, okay. And so it just so happens that the one that my mom finally decided to listen to was when somebody did a dick yope. So it was about me. And it was like, oh. <laughs> You're on dick yope? I'm dead. I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, that it was traumatizing. Traumatizing. Was it a good review? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. but don't nobody want their mama to hear that. Exactly. <laughs> you right. I would be traumatized. And then like, like me and my mom have a, have a really like great like a brother sister relationship where we like talk to each other really openly. So like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, it, it came through like, oh, so this is what you're doing to people. I was like, oh god. <laughs> That is hilarious. I need to go find that podcast. Right. We're definitely going to tune in. I can send you the link in the in the, uh, in the message afterwards if you want to check okay. it out. But that, all I'll say is after you listen to it, like, I, we, we can't talk for 24 hours. So I, I will Why? not respond to it. No, I'm just. I'm, just. <laughs> I'm definitely hitting the DMs. I'm like, so look, I got some questions. <laughs> oh, man. Anything, anything else before we wrap up? 
No, that was it. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, this is fine. Anytime we got to do this again. Like, I, this is the, like just the first one. I wanted. I didn't want to hit you guys with a bunch of stuff, but I actually have to have you guys on where we got like topics and do the full show from start to finish. We'll do that again soon. For sure, and we definitely want to make sure we get you on pretty pretty lit combos. So you know you can have a lit combo with us. Right. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I uh, I have a studio in my basement, so I'm legit. Like, I just tell me when, and I'll just come downstairs. It's it's, it's good for me. And it is now time for the cookie chronicles from the first lady and i will see you guys right after this Hey everybody, this is the First Lady here with Cookie Chronicles. I wanted to come on today and just give a little advice. So I have had a couple of friends over the past couple weeks each ask me um, what I thought about this situation. So they're dating someone, they're already, not even dating, they're in a relationship. Like they have gotten to the relationship portion of talking, okay? And the sex is not the greatest and i'm confused because how could you even get in a relationship with someone if the sex isn't great and my question was how many times did you guys have sex before the relationship was put into play so my advice is one make sure you are sexually compatible with someone before you jump into a relationship and that is very important you have a lot of people say like sex isn't important in a relationship but it is because if you're an adult and you've had sex with multiple people and you know your likes and your dislikes and your turn-ons and turn-offs and someone is not fulfilling those things for you then you're gonna want to cheat and you're gonna eventually resent them and you're gonna be looking at them sideways and you might even have a few conversations with them initially, but some things people can't help. Like, you know, I won't get into that, but some things people cannot help. So I need you guys to be sure that you are sexually compatible with people before jumping into the relationship and being monogamous. Because, oh my goodness, the way that these people are unhappy trying to express themselves to me and ask me for advice is insane and it's kind of like you look you kind of brought it on yourself a little bit like who gets in a relationship with someone and doesn't know what the sex is like now I know what you're saying if you're like me and you grew up in the church and you were taught like you don't have sex before marriage you get married and then you have sex that's different because then neither one of you allegedly have had sex and you are each other's first so you're learning and growing together but when you've been out here living life and you've already had a few you know people under your belt then you're comparing it to something you have something to compare it to and when you deal with someone who doesn't meet your standards you're very disappointed and it's very disheartening because these people they love each other in these relationships, but they're just not happy sexually. So it's causing so many other frustrations and minute arguments, all for nothing. Now, I'm a firm believer in making sure that you even discuss 
sex as far as your likes and dislikes, turn-ons and turn-offs prior to having it. That way, you know what the person you're about to have sex with likes and you can act accordingly. Like, you would hate to be in the moment and something happens that the your partner doesn't like and then sex suddenly stops or there's an awkward conversation after the fact. No one wants to deal with that. So the best thing to do is discuss your likes and dislikes, um, hard nose, things that you might be compromisable on, um, things that you guys might even want to try together as a first, and then you have sex. And then you have sex more than once. I always say the first time of sex is like playing spades, you know, first-hand bit itself. <laughs> because even though you might have talked about your likes and dislikes, you're still trying to get a feel of the other person's body. So it's, it's a learning experience. So I feel like you should at least do it two or three times to someone to determine if it's good to you um, before you make any hard commitments like a relationship. Now, if you're out there and you've had a relationship with someone and you didn't have good sex during the relationship, write me. Tell me how it went. Tell me how you got yourself in that position, how you fixed it, if it was fixed. And then if you got out of it, how was the conversation? Like, was it awkward? Was one person upset? Did they take it in stride? Because those are all things that people should know. I want to know. People should know because I'm sure they feel like they're the only ones going through this. And a lot of times when you're going through things, you feel like you're the only one. But it would help for them to see that other people have gone through it too and they've survived it, you know? Like they've either worked through it or they just called it a loss. Now, just because you have to break up with someone if the sex is bad, doesn't mean you guys can't still be cool. Like, I feel like these couples that I know, like, their respect level for each other is so great that they can still be really, really good friends if the relationship has to end. Now, they might not be able to do it immediately because, like most people say, one person always loves the other more than the other. But I think that it can happen over time, you know, once everyone heals up. So let us know your experiences so that I can share with them and let them know that they're not alone. And then if you have any suggestions for them that they can try sexually to try to, you know, enhance things, let me know. So reach out to me at cookiechronicles18 at gmail.com if you want to write in. You can also hit me on cookiechronicdmv on Instagram or Tia the First Lady on Facebook where I do all my lives. So I will hear from you guys this week, and I will talk to you guys later. And say
ladies and gentlemen. So I have a first time guest, an interview that I've been excited to do. I think we uh, I reached out initially like two weeks ago or so uh, to schedule this. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce her. We have Sharice Lane in the building. What's going on, ma'am? Hi, everyone. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where to start. So like, I don't know how to introduce you because like you do like you're you're so much like you're a conservatist, right? You're also mm-hmm. a Trump supporter, but I don't want to identify you as that because I think people try to throw African-American Trump supporters in, in that box of just being the black Trump supporter. So I don't want to just put right. you in that box like you stand for African-American rights, being pro-American, being pro-God and pro-family. And that's the kind of thing that I kind of want to focus on first, especially like at being at a young age and everything. Like, how did you become so convicted uh, so early on, because for me, it took me like until my mid twenties before I started taking politics and stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I got interested probably in middle school. I told this story before, but like um, when I was in seventh grade, my history teacher she challenged us to research on both sides, research the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, that's when I started really identifying with um, conservative values. I was raised Christian. I was raised in the church. My grandfather's a pastor, so. It just took me researching both of those parties and, you know, my values to realize, you know, I am conservative and that's how I was raised. Okay. That's what's up. And so, like, where that's taking you and, like, I think I want because I, I do want to talk about it. I think especially because, like, my audience, I do have a lot of uh, Democratic listeners and stuff, but uh, I don't like to get into politics and, and parties and stuff like that. I believe in, like, doing whatever, identifying with whoever identifies with your values and your core uh, morals and things like that. Um, but the response on social media, was it was it negative first and then it got better <laughs> later? Like, how, how do you deal with that? Because I can't I just can't imagine it. At first, it was really bad. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just really bad. Um, It's still kind of bad right now, but I have more people willing to listen because I've been being consistent in, you know, my stances. And, you know, I'm not backing down for anybody. If I want to believe this and if I want to stand on this, this is what I'm going to stand on. So it's just been it's just been a mixture now. But but before it was not a good it was it wasn't not good feedback at all. So. Yeah. I, and so <laughs> I know and I because you have to like balance between, of course, defending yourself, which you have the right to do. But like and also, I guess, sometimes trying to hear them out before they get like crazy. So, like, has there ever been a time where maybe something started off negative and then it, and then it went the other way and went into a positive conversation? Yes, because I like to take the time to listen to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want them to listen to me, I'm going to do the same for them. Really, it's not even about party for me, mm. it's just taking the time to listen to someone, hear their point of view, and if we agree to disagree, that's fine. We, but yeah. we could just keep it cordial. We can still keep it cordial and get our points across. That's what's up, and that's and that's good. That's a great mindset to have, especially uh, early on, because you have a bright future ahead of you. I'm sure people have told you that already all the time. And you're gonna now that you've kind of been introduced into this uh, early on in your life, like the sky's the limit. Do you think you're gonna eventually want to get into politics yourself? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's awesome. (laughs) So with uh, going to events like the Young Black Leadership Summit, what was that experience like for you? Well, the first time I went, I had never seen, you know, so many people with the same mindset as me. Of course, okay, I went to a a private Christian school growing up and, okay, I would say my school was predominantly black, but also Mm -hmm. a lot of them were conservative. So I kind of had that, that background to follow on. But actually connecting with people my age Mm -hmm. 
who had the same mindset and looked the same as me, yeah. it definitely encouraged me to keep going with my message okay. and to not back down because there are people out there that look like me um, and who come from where I come from who think the same way that I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And when when you get around like-minded people in your age and stuff like that, what, what are the, t- the kind of conversations that you guys have, not only about President Trump and the administration, but more so how to put push black culture forward what are those type of conversations like um well some of them they take the time to listen to my stances concerning president trump and everything mm-hmm. others they don't want to hear it it's kind of different with people my age um if, if they if they don't think the same as me they kind of rely on celebrities and yeah. you know people they look up to and the news to kind of back their stances on without actually researching for themselves so Sometimes the conversations aren't productive, but if, if we can just get a good conversation in where we both just agree to disagree and re- respect each other mm-hmm. and we start listening, listening to each other more, we can kind of get a, a good perspective from both sides. Yeah. And that, and that's what I try to do with my platform too. Is like, I, I, when I started this, it was all about having conversations and showing that you can understand somebody's, um, stance or get an understanding on, on their views and everything without necessarily agreeing and i think sometimes in our culture we f- we try to force agreement like people go into the conversation with thinking when we walk away they're going to agree with me and it's like that's not how you that's not how you that's just not how co- communication works in any right. in any shape or form so it's, it's just weird that people kind of have that mindset uh mindset with it but um so I have to ask you about it because I know people have already heard you support Trump. And if I don't at least ask you about it, they're going to ask about it, ask me about it and, and call me out. So not and this is not I don't I want to make sure that you feel this is not at all to judge your your stance or your opinions or anything. This is just to get an understanding, because I think the conversation with people with talking with young black people who do support Trump, like the conversation, people don't really listen um, and to, to try to understand it. They just automatically like you're crazy for supporting that man. So I want to I want to talk to you about that. Like a in your support of Trump, um, what is it about like his platform that spoke to you initially? And then what has he continued to do that has continued to earn uh, your loyalty to him? The first thing for me was his pro-life stance. I'm proudly pro-life. And the reason why is because I believe and not even believe there's been um, statistics to prove that black people have, you know, killed off their children more than any other race. Mm -hmm. And because of that, because of us doing that ever since I would say Roe v. Wade, has been established. Um, our population has remained, you know, at 13% since what? Since the 70s? Since yeah. the 60s. 13% since the 60s. So I call myself pro-black. And some, some people say you can't say that because you support Trump. But I'm like, yes, I can because one, I am pro-life. Yeah. And being pro-life, I don't want my offspring to be murdered off. I don't want the next generation of black people to be murdered off. And I just feel like um, if you're going to call yourself pro-black, at least be pro-life. Yeah. Because what what sense does it make to call yourself pro-black, but then um, you're in support of the next generation getting murdered and the next generation getting, you know, just being forgotten about. Yeah. Because we want to, some people want to have pleasure and, you know, not take responsibility for it. Yeah. So he's pro-life and I'm pro-life. So that's a big issue for me. I have some people telling me that they are one issue voters on that. So because he's pro-life and because he stands for, you know, the right to life babies being born, mm-hmm. that's why they support him. So that's one, that's one of the reasons for me. 
Okay. And one of the top reasons, actually. Okay, that, that's a good one. Um, and so, do you get more like <laughs> backlash for the pro for the pro life thing, or do you get more backlash usually from people like who first find you, who jump in like your mentions or whatever, or about Trump? Trump. Trump. Okay. Because it's just like everybody. Trump's name is in is in the news every day. Yeah. It's something negative every day about him. So of course, if people are listening to that and believing that, and are actually going and doing their own research, of course they're gonna hate him. Yeah. And that's <laughs> and that's something that I always say. Like regardless of whatever opinion that someone has on anything, I I stop just relying on the media because the media has their um their intentions every every media outlet i don't care which one it is everyone has with their the their rhetoric that they're trying to push and i think that a lot of times and i've and i've called people to carpet for this like people just go off the headline or just go off what's on twitter and don't even read the actual article and it's like look they got you by doing that like come on yeah (laughs) (laughs) so what um what is it that like what what are you working on what's next for you like as as like not even just in politics and life i know you still going to school and everything like what what do you see the next five years being for you i should say still college you know trying to get my feet on the ground as a, a college graduate um i've always wanted to go into law and politics ever since middle school so i have an internship coming up this summer where um I, okay i'm not really trying to put it out there because i'm trying to move in silence yeah. but I, as i can say it on your live i'm interning for a senator the only black republican senator in the united states okay so i'm doing that and that will basically that will help me to get my foot on the ground. You know, um, your name gets around fast in DC if you do a good job. Yeah. So hopefully that will help me out. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, so you so you live you live in DC? No, I live oh. in Orlando, Florida, okay. but okay. my internship will be in Washington DC. DC is my favorite city in the world. So you'll love. You I, I know you've been there already, but DC is a yes. is an entire like vibe. Like I I love DC like no, no like a city like no other. So I'm glad you'd be able to spend your time there. What um with that internship and you know what? Let's not because you say you're already trying to move in silence. So I'm not even gonna ask you about yeah. that. I'll, I'll I'll wait till you till you get into that yourself. But um, who are some of the other like people in the culture, not just necessarily in politics, but in the forefront that you kind of look up to and that you're modeling yourself after and that you hope to connect with. So not, you're not, you're saying not necessarily in politics, but just in general. Yeah. Just in general. It can be in politics, but not necessarily just in politics. I mean, I would, I wouldn't even say a celebrity or anything. Mm-hmm. I look up to my, my grandfather. He's a pastor. Um, he, I would say he is conservative and he's told me that he is. I know he's a he's a Republican as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily focused on that, but um, my grandfather's a pastor, and I know he was one of the first black firefighters of the city of Orlando. So him being able to put aside, you know, I guess blaming the white man for everything mm-hmm. and actually doing his own research or actually, you know, voting based on his values is what stuck out to me. I remember him watching the news when I was little, watching Glenn Beck, if you know who Glenn Beck is, yeah, of course. Um, watching just watching the news, trying to educate himself, and that really inspired me. Okay. To go on to feel as well, but just his example of being a man of God, but also abiding by his his values. Mm-hmm. That's that means a lot to me. Yeah. And he, I don't, I don't say it to him that often, but he, he really is an inspiration to me, and he'll always be. That's awesome, and that's that's like you, you, you rarely hear people say like, "Oh no, I don't look up to celebrity," and then mention like someone not only like in their family and an elder. So that that's great that he that he was able to set that example for you, and you still look up to him to this day. How is like 
as as like <laughs> you've gained more and more notoriety and 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 uh attention how has like your family and him responded to that <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's mixed everywhere uh-huh. um me and my dad don't agree on okay. my politics, but he told me that I'm his. At the end of the day, I'm his daughter, so he's gonna support me, even though he might not agree. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, I just posted a video on my Instagram with my mom basically addressing a comment on my live of her saying she might not agree with everything on on the right, but neither does she on the left. Mm-hmm. Even though she's independent, she still supports me. I'm her daughter, mm-hmm. and she's saying that she just. She wants me to make my own path and yeah. grow up, you know, finally doing my own thing. So it's mixed, it's mixed opinions everywhere, but I know the majority of my family has my back no matter what, yeah. no matter if, you know, we agree on politics or not. Yeah. And that's good. That's good to have because if it's it like the family is the base and when you have like p- you feel like you don't have the support there. It's not like it to keep you from being successful or believing in what you believe in, but it always makes it easier when, even if they don't agree, they understand. And to go back to kind of mm-hmm. my point earlier. So that's good that you have that and that they support you in, in that realm. Um, I, so I have to ask you, I want to ask you about this. Uh, so black people kind of being treated as just a statistic, right. In the electoral mm-hmm. college. Um, what is something, and I really want to have this conversation with you because I can say it all day. I'm 33 years old. Everyone doesn't listen to me because they think I'm just, I'm, I'm old, even though I'm not old. 33 is not old, no. people. But thank you. Thank you. But um, what is it like, do you, would you, anyone who's listened to this who like wants to not feel like that statistic, what, where did you look and research to kind of help inform your thoughts on that? Where would you point them to anyone who really wants to start looking at politics more than just the numbers? You said, what What would I give them to research? Yeah, like, yeah. where would you what, point them? Okay. What direction would you point them to? So I use a search engine. I said it in another interview before, but I use a search engine called mm-hmm. DuckDuckGo. And it's not biased like Google or anything like that. So I use DuckDuckGo and it gives you um, it gives you a whole bunch of sources to back like what you're trying to research. Okay. So okay. use the search engine. You can find it on Apple Store or the Google Store. Duck, duck, go. That's what wow. I use. That's dope. And it's it's legit. I you know I and I research a lot for this podcast. Anything that I do, I try to make sure I research before I actually like talk about because I think like a lot of times people just talk to be talking. Um, and I've never even heard of Duck That Go, so I appreciate you for that because I'm definitely yeah, gonna check it's it out. Definitely for now. legit. Okay. That's dope. That's better dope. than Google. Everything's better than Google at this point. Like Google is so like, and the fact that people don't realize like Google limits certain search results and prioritizes other ones. Like, and that's a rabbit hole that I guess we can go down if you want to, but it's just like, wake up people. Like if you don't notice it, like it really frustrates me if you can't. Do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, um, like outside of politics, like what else interests you? Like people, because I think like people who, are as outspoken as you like we we kind of put them in the pigeonhole where it's like just tell us what you think about politics just say, tell us what you think about pro-life like what do you think about like just in, like what music are you listening to what what do you do when you're on your downtime like that's what 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 do you do in that time i love music <laughs> and i'm a christian so i try to stay away from secular music but mm-hmm. i do have some good popping you know christian music so okay. i love gospel music a little bit of christian contemporary but i love gospel music i love christian rap and i love um christian afrobeats music like that if you know what afrobeats is yeah, yeah. So i okay. love dancing even though i can't dance but i love dancing <laughs> and i grew up singing in church so i like singing as well 
Okay. And doing my makeup <laughs> and getting my hair done and my nails done. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's up. That's that, that's that's. Yeah. So how how has like the lockdown affected you with like everything being closed? TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all I've been doing is TikTok. My yeah. schoolwork, my makeup, getting dressed to go nowhere yeah. and to do videos. Yeah. and eating that's all i've been doing <laughs> that's all you really can do and it's crazy because like we're all going to come out of this at least 10 pounds heavier i i feel like and with like, it's surprising i haven't gained i don't know i have not gained any weight oh i'm, I'm just saying see you got that lucky fast eat, metabolism so we're not I all blessed with that <laughs> I have a whole food highlight on my Instagram. <laughs> so what like how have you found like because i'm i imagine like how fast is your like like social media followings you jump up like when you first like popped on the scene like how did you go from like a hundred to like a thousand overnight like how did that go and then how did you do it i had that? a thousand already or something okay. but uh last summer i think somebody told me i had like seven thousand okay. last summer and then now i have 20 well on instagram yeah i have twenty eight thousand, and then on but on twitter is where i have a lot of followers like almost have 60k on twitter you just have to stay consistent yeah basically yeah, and I have 10k on TikTok. I, I just started that no 11k, but I just started that in February. Yeah. So you really just have to stay consistent, be yourself. Don't try to please anybody. Um, state your opinions and stand strong on it. That's all you have to do. You see, you you dropping bars on this, and I appreciate you for that. Um, what way are you like using your social media? Not only for like, because social media is everything. It's entertainment. It's informative. It's for your message. Like, do you find that it's hard to kind of balance it between everything, or are you balancing it well? Because I I can admit I suck it's at balancing hard. it. Yeah, it's that's it. It's hard because um, even when it, when it comes to people saying negative things, you have to learn how to tune it out. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to tune it out. Yeah. You know, I'm still, I'm still a young girl, I'm 21, trying to get through life, get through this life, trying to become my own woman and not worry about what people say, but it can be hard, mm -hmm. but you can get through it though. It, 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 it being in the media at any level like I and you know I'm I'm a, just a podcast so I'm not gonna act like I'm huge or anything but um being in in the public eye in any way like opens yourself up to a whole new realm of stuff and like I've I found that I've had like there's there's parts of it that I have to keep just for me there's parts that I have to keep off the podcast off social media off anything and just and just leave it for me and my family. Otherwise, I'd go crazy and it just consume me. So, like, how do you yeah. how do you balance the personal life and the and the, the social media? Well, I try to make a schedule on when I'm on, when I'm off. Okay. Um, of course, I have to because I have schoolwork. Yeah. And then when I'm just hanging around family, I try to put my phone away, or we'll just be on our phones together and just <laughs> do TikToks. <laughs> it's so fun. I, love I don't TikTok, understand TikTok. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I don't it's just understand. like a dancing app. Okay. And then you just do dancing memes. Well, you, you can make dancing memes on there and it's it's I like that because <laughs> I like to dance even though I can't dance. So I just try to balance everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's worked out. I mean, I'm fine. I'm not anxious. I'm not going crazy or whatever. Because if you if you stay on social media for too long and you, that's what your life is surrounded by, mm -hmm. it can definitely get to your head. Absolutely. But having a good balance is definitely important. 
Yeah, and you're definitely a great centered person, and you can tell that in the way that you carry yourself and everything. And uh, it's just a ray of sunshine. I know you've probably heard that a lot, a lot. So I want to thank you uh, for that. But like, one, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I usually ask an icebreaker question to start, and I kind of we kind of just jumped in the in the um, in the conversation. I want to ask you this: if you had to choose any three people, alive or dead. To have a conversation, to have dinner with you, and to have a great conversation, who would you pick, and why? The first person would be my great grandmother. Okay. So my grandfather's mom, the one I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just because I never really got to. Um, she died when I was like a freshman in high school, so I never really got to build a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. But definitely her. Who else? I don't even know. <laughs> mm. Oh, one civil rights leader. I don't know which one. Okay. But definitely a civil rights leader to kind of get their point of view on if they were alive today, me asking them if they were alive today, um, what would be their reaction to what's, you know, how the world is right now with, especially with political correctness and blaming one people group for something. Yeah. Today, that's not really responsible for today. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else? I don't know. And then maybe, maybe somebody who has been, who's not here anymore. Okay. who has been great in the field I'm trying to go into, okay. so law and politics, basically asking them tips on how to succeed in this arena, what to do and not to do, how to position myself. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're you're kind of a, a unicorn. And what I mean by that is you're young, you're black, you're a woman, you're, <laughs> you're a, a Republican, a Trump supporter. Like you are like, it's it's not very many people who outline all of it, and you're going into politics and law. So, do you find it like has it been difficult for you to find mentors? Has it been? Do you feel like you stand out sometimes too much from like, and it's hard for you to relate to like people in your age group? Like, how does how does that all work for you? And and a, and a strong Christian beliefs as well. So, in a world where it seems like we get more secular every day, so like how does how does that make you feel like fitting in or fitting out? Sometimes I feel like I don't fit in, but at the same time, I've never really fit fit in. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was God's purpose for me, or it, and it's still God's purpose for me not to fit in. Okay. Because, I mean, what good would that be for me? Yeah. If I want to really be inspiring to other people or really chase my dreams, my goals, I can't fit in. I have to stand out. Yeah. But regardless of that, I, I do have mentors um, I told you that growing up, I went to a private Christian school that's mm-hmm. predominantly black, but also conservative. And it's in the hood. Like, it's like five minutes away from me. <laughs> so it's not like in the sur- suburbs or anything. It's okay. in the heart of the city where, you know, black people are really going through it. So I do have mentors from, from there that still that I still talk to and still get advice from that have the same views as me. So yeah, I'm Christian. I'm, I'm I grew up Christian, so it's not hard to find somebody who okay. They might not support Trump, but they are Christian. They do have conservative values because conservative doesn't necessarily mean you're a part of a party. It's yeah. just the values that you grew up with. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you last question, and then if you have anything that you want to uh, say before we go, I open the floor up to you. Last question I have for you: How do you feel the country has responded to COVID nineteen? Do you, do you feel like overall we responded well? Overall we responded badly. Uh, you, you like how how do you feel about it? I know it's it's difficult. It's city by or state by state. Everyone's kind of handled it a little bit differently. But overall, how do you feel about it? I think they're blowing it out of proportion. Okay. Um, 
the fatality rate is not not that high and of course okay we're gonna have more people who are affected by COVID-19 or who have tested positive for it because we're the country who have the most we have the most testing kits when it comes to COVID-19 and also I just don't understand how this country is basically they're changing the focus from Chinese Chinese people being the face of it to black people being the face Mm -hmm. of it like I understand that as a as a community, we have high blood pressure and diabetes and all of that, but I don't like that they're trying to make black people the face of this. And I just feel like every time they want a movement to to pass by or to affect people, they always use blackface and they always use black people mm-hmm. to get their agenda across because Absolutely. of what black people have gone through in this country. So I just don't agree with it. I don't, I don't like how they're going about this, how um, more, more people die from other illnesses or um people being murdered um even abortion mm-hmm. more people more people are dying some people don't consider abortion deaths okay. yeah. yeah yeah so i'm just like okay if we're gonna if we're gonna do all of this for this for this um epidemic or pandemic we need to do the same thing for other things affecting people in this country Absolutely. and please stop using black people for every movement that you're trying to pass by and trying to trying to get by on people yeah i don't understand it <laughs> i feel it i feel it well that i agree with everything you said that i think that like the, just watching how the media and how the, the coverage of it has changed from when it first started to the middle till now and and everything and it's just like yeah first of all it's it's been ridiculous, uh, and you know I, even even before I think like initially when uh, it, it made it it looked like it was making its way to this country, like the whole, the whole way it was covered by the media was like if you get COVID nineteen you were gonna die, and then they started coming out where well, no more people are actually surviving it than than passing away from it, and that blew my mind because at that time it was like the media just made it seem like this was just the, the right. bu- bubonic plague and we were all gonna die, so. And they didn't do all this for the swans, the swan flu or H1N1. Yeah, yeah. It makes um, you think. It makes you think. And right. um, a lot more people die from that yeah. than from this. Yeah, I I don't I don't know how to feel like I I don't think I I think it's gonna be one of those things where it's like twenty years from now our children are gonna be watching the documentary and that's when the truth's gonna be coming out like for real because it just it just this all this just makes my skin crawl just makes me like even more why I don't trust mainstream media at all I really mm-hmm. just hate watching mainstream media I don't I don't pay attention to them either yeah. because paying attention to them now could could really get me anxious and have a lot of anxiety and having a lot of anxiety really um it really defeats the purpose of your immune system fighting off Absolutely. infections and viruses. Mm-hmm. So that's what they want. They want people to stay in fear so that if they catch it, they'll die, I guess. Yeah. And they'll say, Oh, we told you, we told you about this. We told you this what happened. And then they, they want to control the masses. Yeah. I feel like they want to control the masses by um, promoting this virus so much. Yeah, control us in fear. Like you have people at home afraid to come out. And there's going to be the social trauma from this is going to last way past any of it. Like there are going to be people who are afraid of crowds for like the next five years, honestly. Yeah. Just because of this. Yeah. But all right. <laughs> That's, I think we, we touched on that. Is there anything left that you want to like – Tell the people, inform them, anything, anyone who's going to listen to this before uh, we go. And if not, you can just give them your social media so they can follow you and we can get out. I just want to say, don't be afraid to state your opinions, no matter who's around you, no matter um, who's supporting you and who's not. Stand strong on your opinions and your beliefs and don't let anybody tell you down. And that's what I have to say. 
there you go. There you go. Now go ahead and give them your social media. Okay. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm not going to give you my Snapchat because that's, <laughs> that's just for me and my friends. Close friends. Go. But for all of those, it will be at Sharice Lane, C-H-A-R-R-I-S-E-L-A-N-E. All right, there you guys have it. Make sure you go and follow her, support her. Don't argue. Come on now. Don't come from this podcast and go arguing with her at all. Don't do it. Uh, hopefully, we uh, gave people a different perspective. Hopefully, you know, people hear this and, and now, you know, unfortunately, as much, I, I don't know if you if you want to be this or not, but you are, in, in a way, a face of the young black conservatives. You know that, Somebody right? Somebody else told me that, too. Yeah. You really are. So, you got to. You gotta, I am, too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's why I reached out. Mm. Like, but um, yeah, that's that's all I got. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at the Awaken Soul Podcast, just depending on where you're looking for us. And we're out. Peace. Yeah.